0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Friday, November 19th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hanson alongside Josh Crash Davis. This is our week 11 primetime podcast for the NFL. We always break down the Sunday and Monday night games, get everybody ready for those showdown contests. Had a lot of success this year. Interesting two games here, Josh. You know, it just kind of dawned on me. In game one, we've got Pittsburgh coming in off of a tie. The Chargers coming in off of a loss. Then in game 2, it's hosted by Tampa Bay. They've lost two in a row. The only team coming in here off of a win is the Giants at 3 and 6. How about that?
1: Point. That's a good point. I wasn't thinking of that for sure. So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting two
0: games, that's for sure. Excellent. Well, let's start with Pittsburgh and the Chargers, the Sunday night game. 820 Eastern, of course, and we've got some significant news here with Pittsburgh. Defensively, T.J. Watt is out. Hayden Loudermilk out as well. And then Fitzpatrick, doubtful. So could be an easier uh, night for the Chargers. They are six-point favorites here with an over-under of 47. Uh, and then there's a question at quarterback here as we record this on Friday night. Big Ben questionable because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. We will get back to that in a minute, but I want to start on this rushing attack here for the Steelers, Josh, because this is the way to get after the Chargers. They give out lots of yards and touchdowns to running backs, uh, over 150 yards per game. And Pittsburgh happens to have a bell cow running back that they love to hand the ball to. Najee Harris, how about 24.44 touches per game? Mm. You know, not very efficient with his runs yet this year, uh, under four yards per carry, but they just keep giving it to him. And he basically owns that backfield. You know, last yeah. week he had 26 carries. Benny Snell, Benny Snell had one. So you pay up for Najee Harris. At least that's my plan here. I think he's the, the heart of this offense, especially with Ben questionable, hurt, limited with his downfield throws all season. Uh I think you got to have Harris out there in this first game. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I was just thinking about how Dalvin Cook had a big game against the Chargers last week, and there's some similarities between those two backs for sure. So I think that Harris would probably be maybe even the top play on the slate. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, eleven eight's expensive on DraftKings, but I'm willing to, to to go there. You don't have to put him as your captain, but get him in your lineup. And then let's let's break down this passing game here. Um. We sort of moving parts with the quarterback situation and the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Ben set out last week. Mason Rudolph threw it up, threw it fifty times in that overtime game against Detroit. He did okay. You know, he completed thirty balls, two forty-two, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, couldn't get him over the hump for the W. But uh, since we don't know who's going to actually be under center, let's let's talk about the receivers because. There is a little bit more clarity there. We're gonna ha- we're gonna get Claypool back in the lineup, uh, so I think James Washington takes a, a significant hit there. Uh, he becomes less relevant. Uh, he did score a touchdown last week, but Claypool has a, a tough matchup here on the outside. You know the Chargers are really really strong against wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Second fewest fantasy points with that group. The last couple of weeks, there have been some guys who've done all right: Devonte Smith, Justin Jefferson. But you know, this is not a strong passing attack. It's been it's been weak all season, with Ben underperforming. So I'm not looking to go to Claypool on the outside. I think you could look at Deontay Johnson or Ray Ray McLeod. Deontay, obviously, the huge target volume all season. A little pricey at 8800 but he's playable for me. And then McLeod really stepped up last week, had the good chemistry with Mason Rudolph. Nine catches on 12 targets, uh, running mostly in the slot. Nice price on DraftKings at $3,400 with uh, PPR. So you could go to one of those guys. But Pat Fryermuth also has a real nice matchup here. Uh, the Chargers have given up the third most fancy points to tight ends. They have had a who's who of uh, strong tight ends against them, though. Kelsey Waller, Andrews, last week, Conklin had the two scores against them. Sort of like what we were talking about on the Main Slate podcast. Uh, make sure to check that out if you haven't seen that one yet. So that distorts the numbers a little bit, but we know that Firemouth is a you know really ascending here, mm-hmm. uh, getting to be much more significant part of this offense. Um, and on draftkings he's only 5400 which i think is a little bit cheap for him yeah yeah so yeah so i you know i think you can go with harris friarmouth maybe one of those receivers and you could even go with uh a couple of their pass catchers and not go with the pittsburgh quarterback uh, so you know i like the charger side better here in terms of the game uh the likely score but yeah, I will. I really do want Harris, and you know, probably at least one other pass catcher.
1: Mm-hmm. Did Fryermouth see a good amount of targets last week with he's, Mason Rudolph back there? He did see nine. Okay. Yep. Okay, good. I just was wondering about that. So
0: Again, you know, that was an overtime game, so some of the numbers are a tiny bit inflated. But mm-hmm. um, you know, he's had real, real strong success lately with Ben. And 5,400, again, uh, just doesn't quite make sense to me. Yeah, I, I like that. All right, well, what are your thoughts here on the Chargers side as the six-point favorites?
1: Well, um, you know, Justin Herbert is is sixteen eight in the captain. He's 11 in the flex. Um, seems a little pricey to me. Steelers have allowed the eighth-fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. He kind of struggled last week against Minnesota only completed 20 out of 34 passes for 195 yards, a touchdown and interception. Um, I think that I'm not sure if I want to go there. Um, May have to play him, uh, especially if Ben's out, you know, just to have one quarterback in this game, but uh, not not loving that option there. Um, Eckler, you know, I feel like we've gone to him quite a bit and he's let us down and he's just been kind of underperforming lately in general. Um, not hitting the kind of numbers that we need for him to hit for him to get value at 16 2 in the captain, 10 8 in the flex. Pittsburgh has allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Now they are dealing with some injuries, as you mentioned earlier, so that's going to affect him and the whole Chargers offense, obviously. Um, but the guy I'm looking at is Keenan Allen, 14 1 in the captain, 9,400 in the flex. Since the bye week, he's been the clear top wide receiver for the Chargers earlier in the year. They were favoring Mike Williams, but it's definitely shifted back to Keenan Allen now. Um, He's seen 11, 13, and 11 targets in his last three games with eight catches for 98 yards last week, 12 for 104 the week before that, and six for 77 with a touchdown in week eight. So he's my favorite play on the Chargers in this game. Um, As a GPP flyer, just that bare minimum, almost bare minimum price guy, um, if Justin Jackson is out, you could look at a GPP flyer on Larry Roundtree, the third. He's 1,800 in the captain, 1,200 in the flex. He did see some goal line work last week and got in the end zone. So just a, if Justin Jackson is out, only play there. But
0: Yeah, recording this on Friday night, he's questionable. Uh, so that's something to monitor. They, those guys don't get huge volume. But again, on DraftKings, that sixth guy in, Um, somebody under 2000 could certainly make a big difference here. Mm -hmm. And I'm with you on, on a little bit of hesitation with Herbert and Eckler. Um, you know, no big surprise, Pittsburgh, pretty stingy defensively. Um, and Herbert's been a little bit inconsistent lately. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's certainly going to be motivated to get back on track here. Then Eckler, you know, here's a stat to compare him to Najee Harris. Uh, I mentioned Harris and his 24 touches per game. Eckler only
1: 16.7
0: mm. touches per game. You know, it's, so if Harris, you know, eight extra touches, he's only a thousand dollars more on DraftKings. Now, he, Eckler can really pick up the, the the numbers in bunches with those catches if he gets in the end zone. So I'm not saying he can't get it done, mm-hmm. but um, pretty striking difference with you know how they just treat him differently. He obviously gets significantly fewer carries, but he gets gets the catches. Yeah. Um, I'm also with you on Keenan Allen. He's also my favorite play. Love this matchup here. Running in the slot, of course, 63% of the time, according to Pro Football Focus. And that's that spot's been very productive throughout the season. Guys like Beasley, Renfro, your, your man Cobb have done mm-hmm. it against Pittsburgh you know, running over the middle. So you know, I trust Keenan Allen 9,400 on DK. I think is very fair. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, he has that Cooper cup type upside. Um, and you know, cup on these showdown slates can be up at 12,000. Yeah. So I'll take 9,400 on Keenan Allen every day in a, in a matchup sure. like this. Um, Anybody else there of any interest to you? You know, these these third receivers, third and fourth receivers, Guyton and Palmer, pretty low volume.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, then we've got these uh tight ends who, you know, Cook, he's got that, you know, the pedigree, but Parham is always seeming to get involved there and and yeah. mix it up and and you know keep the ceiling low on on Cook.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a guessing game between those two, and I just didn't really want to mess with that. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure exactly where I want to go with this Chargers passing game, but I know Keenan Allen is definitely a must play for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, Mike Williams, um, again, we, we talk about him a lot, pretty touchdown dependent. But with Hayden out, I give him a little bit more of an opportunity mm-hmm. to get it done. So he might be a GPP option for me on yeah. FanDuel. We'll see how it, uh, it all works out.
1: Yep, sounds good.
0: All right, before we get to Game 2, uh, jump in with us if you want the lineups for these showdown games, Uh Pick up your membership there. We'll send you an email, get you into our Discord, and give out the lineups for these games about 30 minutes before kickoff. Uh, so if you're going to join this weekend, uh, make sure you get in before the main slate on Sunday. Might as well get those lineups as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Game two, Monday night, the Giants and Tampa. Uh, big favorites here for Tampa. 11 points, total Thanks. of 49 and a half. As I mentioned, the Giants, the only team here coming in with the win uh, prior to the bye. They're, so they're rested with a win. Uh, Tampa two straight losses, but Saquon Barkley is ready to come back, it looks like. What do you think about the Giants and Barkley here in this week?
1: Yeah, I, I think that I'm going to wait one more week before I trust Barkley. Um, it seems like the last couple times he's tried to come back from an injury, he's reaggravated that injury. Um, Tampa has allowed the second fewest rushing yards per game in only 79.8. And have allowed the six fewest fantasy points to running back. So not really the matchup. Um now it looks like Vita Vea is possibly gonna be out. So that that does help a little bit, relieve a little bit of that um, edge that Tampa has against the run. But I still don't I still don't want to play him. Um it's been over a month and a half since he's played. And I think that another thing is this game script. I don't I don't know how the giants are going to stay in this game. So, I think that if it gets out of hand, they're just going to let Daniel Jones throw it 30, 40, 50 times. I mean, he's we he, we've seen him do that this year, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again in this game.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty pretty similar with you on Barkley. Um, you know, if he comes back and he's 14 or 15 carries, that's if he stays healthy. Mhm. But such a hard matchup. Um, just don't like it. I really don't, you know. If Vita Veda is out, then that really does open up a, a potential gap and make it sort of a, a tougher decision. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, if if he makes it into a lineup, it's you 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 just don't feel that great about it. It's such mm-hmm. a bad matchup.
1: Yeah, I agree. And so then on the the passing side, um, I do think that the Giants will be trailing most of this game. So you could look at Daniel Jones in a GPP. Um, he's thrown thirty plus passes in all but two of his games. So I expect that to be the case again this week with him playing from behind. I just would you know much rather just play Brady at quarterback if I'm going to play a quarterback in this game. Um, and um, even even in a GPP, I don't I don't necessarily think I'm going to go to Daniel Jones, but. Um, The guy I do like on the Giants primarily is Evan Ingram. Um, Tampa Bay has allowed the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends this year. He scored a touchdown in each of his last two games, and he has double-digit DraftKings points in his last three games. So I do like Evan Ingram, especially if Sterling Shepard's ruled out. He's questionable. Um, He was a limited participant in practice today, so we'll have to see what happens there. But especially if Shepard's out, I do like Ingram. And then – as a GPP flyer, you could look at Kyle Rudolph. He led the team in targets with five last week with Shepard out. So um, that's really about it for me on the
0: Giants' side. Yeah, that kind of says it all, doesn't it? That mm-hmm. Rudolph led the team in targets with five Yeah, as the secondary tight end. Mm-hmm. That was a, a strange um, just game flow and and box score, really, the, the way it ended up for Daniel Jones to throw for 110 yards against Las Vegas mm. and they won. It yeah. was really, it was, it was the Devonte Booker show. Yeah. Uh, he got 24 touches with Barkley out. Um, oh, by the way, he's questionable here with the hip mm-hmm. on, on Friday yeah. night. So yeah. Um, we're not sure about his availability, but you know, that's the thing is if they stuff the run, and Jones does have to throw it over 30 times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How is it going to play out? It, it's hard to project because everything was so low volume in that game. I mean, Holiday yeah. with three targets, Tony with one, Slayton with one. It's just yep. an insane situation. So, I mean, we, we have to give – we just have to sort of flush that out mm-hmm. and remember that – on the season, wide receivers are a decent matchup here against Tampa because they're so strong against the run. So at least they should get some yards and some catches. Yeah,
1: they should. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I kept like double and triple checking my notes there. I was like, what five receptions was the or targets? You know, know. was the leading target uh for the Giants? And yeah. and Galladay had, like you said, like one and or three, and Tony one. it's
0: it's almost unheard of yeah so you know Shepard will be a big key uh down to the wire if he plays because he can he can command a lot of targets if he's out then you know there's more interest for me in Mm galladay but tony is tony's a wild card here you know because we we saw him just absolutely erupt against dallas yeah uh if he's healthy which it seems like he is uh, he could be the guy for me. I mean, I, what you're what you're saying here about Ingram makes sense. Very encouraging that he's trending in that direction, mm-hmm. getting back in the end zone again. But uh, let's just not forget it about Tony. You know, yeah. it's just, it was an off week, down week. Uh, but if he's healthy and ready to go here, uh, keep an eye on him.
1: Yeah, I think I was a little bit mad with him because I picked him up in my season long and he's been letting me down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, he definitely could be –
0: um that wild card that just blows up the slate so absolutely all right, well, right let's talk about this tampa bay side here again coming in off those two losses um if you didn't watch the last game you see brady 220 2 and 2 obviously was not a strong performance however the first interception he threw was a perfect pass wide receiver hit the wide receiver in his hands then he mm-hmm. turned around and then it got intercepted so yeah. One of those passes that shouldn't even count as a pick. But frustrating day overall for Tampa. Uh, So, you know, they need to get back on track. In terms of the injury news here, in addition to Vita Vea, we've got Antonio Brown. I've got him as doubtful, most likely out. Gronk looks like he's going to get back into the lineup. Mm. Um, But how do we attack the Giants? Well, the, the matchup on the ground is pretty good. They've given up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. Pro Football Focus gives Fournette and company and his blockers a 51% advantage in that department. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: he's really taken over that backfield. Ronald Jones had one snap last week against Washington. Mm -hmm. Fournette, 11 carries. He also had eight catches for 45 yards, which I think is really important because Bernard has been there as a potential Mm -hmm. third-down back uh, who can get those catches and really limit the upside of Fournette, who historically has, you know, hasn't been featured uh, as a pass catcher for them? But if if they're putting all their trust in Fournette right. to be out there for all those plays and get all the catches too, mm-hmm. then Fournette becomes a must-play for me on this slate. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize
1: he had eight catches last week. That's awesome. That's impressive.
0: And that might not happen again. In fact, I would predict that it will not Mm -hmm. uh with them likely leading um but something to keep in mind uh, something to keep in mind and I think it'll be more likely that he'll get a touchdown uh and be you know more more productive running the ball with this stronger matchup and then likely playing from ahead um as for the passing game here I like this matchup for Godwin uh, you know, the shorter passes against the Giants have worked recently. Remember what Tyreek Hill did against them? Mm-hmm. 12 for 94 and a score. And it was all short passes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Renfro, uh, 7 for 49 and a score uh, in that last matchup. So Godwin, you know, he's he stepped up with Antonio Brown out. And I, I like that matchup. My favorite pass catcher to look at here. Evans can all obviously hit for a touchdown at any time or Mm -hmm. two. No, it's the worst when he has like sort of like last week, two for 62 and a score, you know, three catches and two of them are short touchdown receptions. uh, If you don't have him rostered Uh, Johnson, three catches last week on five targets. He's a, he's a potential cheap option. Uh, And then of course with Gronk back, um, He's always a threat. Sort of middle of the road matchup mm-hmm. here for tight ends. So my overall take here with Tampa, I really want Fournette and and Godwin's my favorite receiver.
1: Okay, what do you what do you feel about Brady? I mean,
0: are you? I am more likely to play him than Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we'll see how the fr- the final pricing fits together. Um, but since I'm probably going to fade Barkley. Uh, I, I should have enough for Brady, and yeah. so I, I think I can load up across that offense with Brady, Fournette, and Godwin.
1: Okay, sounds good. And and I would definitely look at Gronk too, because Brady always targets him when he's out there. So
0: yeah, got. It. I mean, there's only so many times left that they're going to get out there together, right? Before right. Gronk breaks down even further physically. Hmm. Um. So yeah, cool. he uh, definitely wants to take advantage of it. Yeah all right great well uh, fun breakdown there of the two games Hope that it helps everybody get ready we'll finalize our lineups in discord for both of these games the full FanDuel and Yahoo cash lineups and then GPP lineups the core on DraftKings for the cash build and the core for the GPP and see if we can run the table with some big winners so uh, excellent work Josh Thank you very much. On behalf of Josh and the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We will see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.